Father, we thank you that you are present with us. Father, you are the way, the truth, and the life. And Father, your word tells us that there is no other way to you but through you and in you. So Jesus, we come with grateful hearts. Father, you have given your all for us. Father, that we may know truth, that we may know the way, that we may know life. And Father, I pray that in these moments of sharing and storytelling, Father, that we would see you, that we would hear the story of what you're telling. Father, we'd see the, the times where you've made a way. Father, where, where you have been the truth when we have had, had hard times trying to find it. And Father, we thank you that you are the way in all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, we'll take a seat. I'm going to do the same. I've got two stools. And um, we're doing a couple of things um, at the moment. Back in um, a few, many years ago, actually, I learned to ride a motorbike. Um, and I did my L's and my P's and all of that. And, and if you've never ridden a motorbike, um, here's how it kind of, well, not this, this isn't how it works, but here's an element of riding a motorbike, which is applicable to where we are at um, in these last week and, and today and as we are uh, sharing Car Park Church next week. When you're riding a motorbike, there's, um, there's some awareness that you need to have, obviously. You were barreling down the road without the protection of a motor vehicle around you, and uh, you need to be on your A-game lest you get hit by something or um, whatever. And the way that the awareness piece works on the motorbike is there's a little bit of a process, and it is what you look down, look at your mirrors, mirror, mirror, uh, looking back at any danger, and it's kind of a blind spot sideways glance. So you're looking mirrors, instruments, and then scan from front of your tyre, the road of head. So it's kind of look back, look at where I am in terms of my speed and um, you know all that kind of thing, and then it is scan the road from closest to furthest away. And if that could serve as a metaphor for what we are doing as a church community both last week and this week, is that we are um, having a look in our rear vision mirrors, kind of going, um, where have we come from? What is behind us? And we've been doing that by way of telling some stories, sharing testimony of um, how God has been present in our lives and in our church this year. And we're going to do some of that this morning, um, just open it up for people to be able to give testimony um, to the road behind us, where God has been present, where he has been faithful, where he has showed up, how he has used you, how he has used this community, whatever God um, is, is stirring in you to share um, this morning, then that's going to be uh, welcome to help us look down. We've been doing this other thing where, as I said earlier, we've had these letters to Cynthia that we wrote five years ago, and for us, this is a bit of a looking um, at the dials, looking down and going, hey, we said these things would be, um, you know, in faith if we're to have a, a healthy, flourishing, thriving church in five years from back then and to where we are now, that perhaps these things will be true of us. And this is a look at the dials going, God, where are we in this? How are we going? What is true of um, us as a community right here and right now? And that then enables us to scan the road ahead and go, Lord, where are you taking us? What is next? What is, what is in, the, in, the, in the immediate future right before us that we can see it? But what's down the road? What, what's further down the track that we're looking to you in faith and going, God, we want to see more of this and more of that and more of you at work in these kinds of Ever they might be. And so that is kind of what we're doing at the moment as a church. We're looking back, we're taking stock, and we're looking forward um, and allowing the Holy Spirit to breathe upon that process that we would um, continue to grow into who He is calling us to be. So last week I read nine letters from Cynthia, which um, I heard from some people was just a bit much. And so we're going to do two today, just two letters uh, from Cynthia. 
And I think I have a sneaking suspicion of who wrote one of them, um, but I won't name you because, um, you know, we're, these, we're large, these were all anonymous to Cynthia. And I'm going to ask two questions. I'm going to get some feedback from the room um, after I read each one. And the questions are these. Um, when you hear, I want you to be listening through this lens, or two, two of them. Um, what does this say about what we value as a church? I just want to ask that question and throw that out. After I've read one letter, I'm going to ask, what does this say we value as a church community? Um, and the second one being, um, what excites you about the future when you hear this? They're the two things I want you to um, pick up as we listen to this. So, as I said, we wrote to Cynthia five years ago, and somebody, we'll start with, yeah, we'll start with this one. I, I've got no rhyme or reason for uh, where we go. It starts like this. Dear Cynthia, hey girl. <laughs> It's been full five years ago, we were feeling, it's been full five years ago, we were feeling excited for a new, fresh uh, have of what God had for Kingsway. We were also tired and worn out from fighting the good fight, from getting momentum and things started. In that time, we slowed down. We started setting, in that time, we slowed down, uh, hashtag COVID. Uh, this is probably the only one that's predicted COVID so, to- so far. We slowed down. We started getting the tone in community uh, and the shire about how life could be slower and fuller at the same time. We showed the community what God says about rest by how we lived. And they started filling out church with themselves and their hunger for a life different, inspired by love. We met so many people in that time who were looking for something and found it in Jesus They found hospitality. Everyone felt welcome. And it transformed from feeling welcome to feeling like they belong. They then welcomed the new ones in. We eat together all the time. Hallelujah. (laughs) We laugh all the time. It never gets old. We don't get tired because everyone's doing their part. Our house is full of love, full of fun, chock-a-block full of Jesus. We aren't apologetic about whose we are. We know who we are. We are proud of who we are. Beautiful letter from somebody to Cynthia. Hey, girl. But when you hear this, I just want, what does this say to us about what we value as a community? Just throw some words out there. When you hear this, what is it that you just hear bubbling up? What, are we, what is it that we value as a community? Community? Yeah. Joy? Welcoming, food, come on Cam, you're my man. (laughs) What else do we value when you hear this letter to Cynthia? Slow, who said that? Slow, yeah, good on you Nicole. Uh, We did a a series this year called The Ruthless, we read a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry and that was a powerful time of slowing down and uh, what else? What else do you hear that we value as a community? Others, yes, nice. Great. What excites you about the future? You hear, you hear what this person has written to Cynthia and you're like, maybe we're not there yet. And, and maybe, well, what is it that kind of went, oh, that's awesome. I, I want to see more of that. What excites you about the future when you hear this letter to Cynthia? Food. <laughs> Rest. <laughs> Mosh pits. You kids. What ex- people coming to Jesus, yeah, 
joy. Checking the mirrors, looking back. Yeah. What else excites you about the future when you hear about hospitality? I see hospitality, and that's connected to food and welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Any others? Any before I'm cool? Great. This is number two. Dear Cynthia, and again, we're looking for what do we value? What does this say about what we value as a community and what excites you about the future? I can't believe it's been five years, and I can't either. Like, far out. Five years ago, I was like heaps younger, five years younger. What a journey. God's love and truth has overflowed in our church and community. It's been amazing. In taking God's word more seriously, all in our community are solidly standing in our identity in Christ. We are chosen, favoured, loved, set apart, never alone, resourced, joyful. We live our lives out of this place. It's contagious. It has been a great delight to see my children grow in this, stand firm, be baptised as they have committed to Jesus and now released into their gifts in the church and school and community. I can barely explain it. To see my family loved, accepted and mentored by the wider church community has shaped and formed me and our family and other families. So much has been so humbling Cynthia, we would love you to join us and be a part of this walk with us. Let's catch up for a coffee and chat about this. <laughs> when you hear this letter to Cynthia, what does it say about what we value as a community? Coffee. coffee. <laughs> family. Our family as well, Denny. Yeah. What do we value as a community? Family connected to Jesus. Youth and kids, yeah. Growth and discipleship. People who have left coming back. Cynthia, come back, Cynthia. (laughs) Uh, I I did read one this morning. It said, dear Cynthia, it's been so great since you left. I'm like, I can't. (laughs) Someone had beef with Cynthia. Yeah, what do we value? What else do we value? I mean, we saw joy in there again. Truth. truth. Yeah, truth and the Word of God. And what a strong value for us to stand on. Mm. Overflow. Overflow. Yeah, what happens in here is just spilling out of us into our days where we go about being who we are and where God's placed us in our, in our lives. And what you thought about the future, you, you, you hear this and you're like, God, I want to see more of that. Um, more, Lord, more of that. I mean, perhaps it's the same answers. Invitation, more invitation. Yeah, I'm excited, yeah, excited about invitation, inviting people to be part of what God is doing. What else excites you about the future, having heard this letter? Raising children in the good ways of the Lord. You've, you've captured Avril's heart in a all over again. What excites you? What excites you? Pretty unexcitable bunch by the sound. Everyone just wants to go back to bed. <laughs> no, I think we could probably answer what excites us in the same way as what do we value? You know, what does it say about, you know, we want to see more overflow. We want to see more family. We want to see more connectedness. We want to see more of God's truth 
revealed among us, more revelation of his goodness and his love through his word. Um, these letters to Cynthia have been gold. All right. Ruthie was taking notes for us there. Um, it's helpful. It's helpful to, to help articulate and get the, put our finger on the pulse of what God is doing among us. And for, for the next 20 minutes, I want to open it up and um, ask if there's some stories that um, we, can, we can share among one another to encourage each other this morning. Um, this series we're doing is called His Word, Our Voices. And so maybe um, you've got something to share on what um, God has done. Maybe you reflect back to, you know, we did the Summer Psalms earlier this year. Then we did a series on hunger and thirst. Um, we did a series where He sees me around Easter. Uh, we did the ruthless elimination of hurry. It was called Unhurried. Uh, we read a book by John Mark Comer. We learned to slow down and disconnect from the machine of the world and life and slow down in God's presence together. Um, and we did the Gospel of Mark, 16 weeks of looking at the life of Jesus, learning how to follow Him more fully through that. Perhaps any of those has been shapely for you or other moments. So, um, yeah, testimony time. Who's, who wants to share something of what God has done in you, through you, that has deeply encouraged you this year? Otherwise, I'll sit here on my own and we'll get coffee early. So, Dave, Davey Lovell, on your Davey. Just got back from Indonesia with a bunch of Christian surfers guys on a boat trip. Legend. A bit jealous. I actually took Dave's place on that boat. <laughs> Thanks, brother. <laughs> um, yeah, for you that don't know me, Dave Lovell's my name. Uh, I've probably been here a couple of years now, though I'm away a bit, so you may not have seen me for a full two years. But I just want to confirm what that letter, that last letter to Cynthia said about... Um, what stood out to me was the word contagious and, and the overflow. So that's probably, I didn't answer your question, but that's what I looked at, the, the, the contagious overflow of who you all are and your heart for community beyond the immediate here that attracted me to you. <laughs> and that's why, that's why I'm here. And just a testimony that stood out to me a few months ago, there was an article in The Leader Many people may not read that that much now. I see a lot sitting on footpaths unwrapped. But, but I just loved the story that highlighted the work that Kingsway Care does through Platform 9 and the other ministries saying that it was the biggest uh, crisis accommodation provider in the whole of St George and Sutherland Shire. And what I loved about it most was that it wasn't even branded by the church name. You know, that we love community beyond ourselves so much that it, it is contagious and I love it and I thank you for it. Good. Yeah, so great. Thank you, Davey. Um, you're always a constant inspiration to us, Dave, the way that you do that, you live that um, personally. There's great integrity in your testimony because that's uh, what you live. You live for others outside of here and the way that you're always sharing what God is doing and uh, just through those promptings in your, in your day-to-day is always an encouragement to me, mate. So stay the course, brother. Uh, you're deeply encouraging and loved by us, mate. So, yeah, what are the stories that are going to encourage us, build us up, build our faith, remind us of God's goodness? Donna. Arnie Donna. Hi, um, we, this church and all the teachings this year, it's always based on prayer. And prayer is really important. And uh, recently went away for a holiday and 
Kevin took a book. Um, he didn't read it. I read it. <laughs> and it was about a woman who had um, gone to Uganda in the 80s to set up an orphanage. And she was under brutal attack a lot of the time. But she would go into deep, deep prayer. And God took her to places and saved her and did r- miraculous things. And that reminded me that, yeah, I pray, but I probably need to pray more deeply. So in our trip, we had a fair few flights. And one time we were descending to land somewhere and my ear was just, I thought it was going to burst. I was almost in tears and I had my head in my hands and I'm just thinking, oh, this isn't good, this isn't good. But it didn't burst. And we landed and went off and did our stuff. So I had a pretty sore ear and... By the next time I had to fly, I felt okay. But during the night, my, I woke up at 2 o'clock with this ear really, really sore. And I thought, oh, I can't do this. I've got to fly tomorrow morning. I've got to fly. So at 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm praying out... Kevin was asleep. Praying out loud to Jesus. Jesus, in the name of Jesus, just heal this ear. Please, God, heal this ear. And I'm saying, Jesus, Jesus, I just said his name over and over. And I prayed and I prayed. By the time I finished speaking and said amen, my ear didn't hurt anymore. So he's good. He's so good. Because <laughs> you can't fly with an earache. You can't do that. And I know why kids scream on a flight, because the ears really hurt. So he is good. And we want more. I want more of that. Yeah. More encounters of the Holy Spirit in general, but yeah, just in that quiet place, Donna, I think that's the power of the testimony there and just those moments where he sees us and we bring into him our our most heartfelt needs and proclaim the name of Jesus over them, as you said, you've testified to his power at work in the middle of that and more of that, that's exciting, yeah, the Lord would meet us in those places with his power to heal, hmm, great, encouraging, yeah, Jen, I was just thinking, as we look back and then look forward, I, I, I think that God's given us a spirit of resilience. Um, and I think, you know, if I look back over the years and I see so many faces and so many stories and so many testimonies of what God has done in us individually, collectively, it's a testimony to the truth of who God is, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I think as a community, that resilience brings peace, but it also brings hope, and it also brings um, a sense of truth and testimony to who God is when somebody is in a place when things are just crap. So I think that's a gift from God. We have a resilient community and it's something that I really value because I think the longevity, um, my prayer is that story is a testimony to who God is. So, yeah. Beautiful, Jen. Thank you. I think it's, I think it's true and it's something that has been nurtured and developed and um, you've played a significant role in that, in setting that culture as part of our church um, in what you have seen and in the travels that you've been in. Jen's just come back from the Middle East um, and seems, um, and has been travelling there for many, many years and what, um, I know how difficult it is for you to hold the tension of being there and then back here and trying to reconcile that and 
um, seeing what God has done in you and how you bring that to this community has been super shapely in us becoming a resilient community. So um, thank you, Jen, in, in your resilience, because um, I know it's not easy for you to um, have journeyed that walk, but we, we get to sit in the shade of, of how you've led. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, and more of that. Yeah, let's, let's be more resilient. Uh, more of that, Lord. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, Denny, do you want to come and share? Anyone's welcome to share, uh, guys, so feel, feel free. We've got 10 minutes. Thank you. Hello, everybody. I'm Denny. Um, I um, have a pretty busy full life. I run an allied health practice. I also still work as a psychologist with my clients. I'm a mum and part of this community. And because I have such a busy life, I have a busy mind and... Um, always something to be thinking about and I find that when I am struggling most with a particular issue of concern in my life um, and particularly if I've been struggling with it for a while I stop and notice that I actually have not been in conversation with God about it and that that is the reason why it's continued to be such a significant struggle and one example of that is that um, Earlier in the year, uh, my daughter Amalia, um, she was in year 11 this year, and she had been having some struggles for some time in her school and in her peer group, and we'd sort of talked about whether changing schools would be the right thing for her last year, and, and it didn't go ahead. We didn't do that. And then coming into, like, uh, early term two this year, she was in a really, really dark place, and she was begging me to let her move to another school. She was at Cronulla High and she wanted to move to Port Hacking to be with her two best friends that she met here through church and through youth. And my immediate thoughts were, no, I went through all of the risk factors associated with that. She was in the middle of year 11. She'd already started her HSC subject. She was doing quite well, had some good teachers at Cronulla. Um, you know, what if she moved and those friendships burnt out and she was in the same position? And I had all of these reasons why it was too risky to do that. I wasn't so adverse to moving schools. We'd done that already back in year six for her and that had worked and it was fantastic, so I knew that. But I was like, no, 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 it's too risky, can't do it. And she continued to beg me. They made a slideshow together on why they should, she should move. Um, and then, but I, uh, I put my foot down and I said, no, we can't do this. And then her mental health continued to deteriorate. We had to be called to the school because she was just in constant tears. And that's when I realised I actually had not spoken to God about it. So I took a lot of time out in prayer then asking God, really, what, what do we do here? And the sense of, leave it with me, I've got it. Um, contact the school. The first step is just contact Port Hacking High School. And uh, within less than two weeks, she was there. All of her subjects that she was studying, she got straight into, and she's continued to just thrive in that environment, and the friendships have continued to thrive, and God's always got it. It's just about having that conversation with him, laying it out for him, and every step of the way. There's multiple examples throughout my business life as well, but there's one. So good, Denny. It's just testimony to the fact that God is so interested, not just interested, but um, passionate about what we're passionate about. 
um, and he cares about the smallest details and the biggest details in our lives and everything in between. Um, and yeah, beautiful testimony of prayer, you know, and I mean, I do it as well. I forget to take things to God and when we do, the perspective change that happens, you know, we get a whole different view of what's going on when we uh, bring these things to prayer. And can I appreciate also your vulnerability, Denny, in sharing um, the hardship that you've, you've journeyed in that and your honesty in that as well because I think it relates to all of us. So thank you. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, Denise. Great to see you, Denise. Denise has been part of our Sea Change community for forever. And uh, it's great to see you here. Hi everybody, I know some people but I don't know everybody. Um, I can just confirm for Donna and what was the lady's name, Jenny? Denny. I can confirm that God has been saying, get back to prayer, get on your knees because you cannot break the things that Satan is putting on you in these days, fear and worry and lack he, God wants you back on your knees. I actually saw a friend a couple of weeks ago. I said, oh, I've got this, 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 this. She said, Denise, stop. She said, go and get the video, the war room. Get on your knees. Do not get on your knees from heaviness, from discouragement. Get on your knees to pray to God and things will change. There's miracles out there to be grabbed. God's still got those miracles and he wants everybody here to see those miracles and have those miracles in your life. Don't just sit there and think, oh, whoa. Get on your knees and pray and plead to God because he wants to see this place thriving again, see healings, see different things, deliverances, just don't sit there. Just get on your knees and watch that war room and it gives you some keys to do it. Keys to really get, interact with God and see your lives change. Beautiful. Thank you, Denise. And prayer is something that we have named as a value, not because it's a cute thing to say we do, but because it is so critical um, yeah, to, to how God is at work among us when we pray things happen. Um, and God loves it when his church prays, when we come to him and ask him for things. Um, yeah, Robin? Hi, I'm Robin. Um, just got to testify to God's faithfulness in um, the life of my family. Uh, my first marriage was... Um, My first marriage was one of uh, a broken marriage of family violence. And so my uh, three sons, four sons, um, had lived with a lot of trauma. But this year, you know, in the seasons of life, um, um, I got to see, uh, sharing the joy of my youngest son um, uh, getting married and met a Christian girl and... Um, it was just uh, looking back over so many years and of the heartache and in the time of brokenness how God has brought his healing. And I've just, um, and many times it was just that quiet prayer of just being who I was, being faithful to God. 
And a lot of the times it wasn't saying words. It was just being who I was. And a friend said, this is um, because of your faithfulness to God. And I was really encouraged by that. But it was just, you know, God gives you glimpses sometimes. You know, often it's just being who you are and we don't get to see things. But if I would encourage you just, you know, just remain faithful to our very faithful God. And I got to see this, a glimpse, and it was such a joyous celebration. And, you know, often weddings of broken families can be quite <laughs> a difficult time. But I've got to say it was such a celebration. And then Jeff's family, and I just saw this, this big picture of God's healing, of God's restoration. And then this year, I got the joy of having my first grandson and the joy that it brought to the family, the, the hope that it gave. So, you know, God is good and, and often it's not what we say, it's who we are and in being who we are in our lives, in the places God places us. But there is real power in in that, in being who we are in God. Yeah, so great. Thank you. I, mean, the, the, I think something that came out really clearly in these was this sense of identity in Christ, in knowing who we are, enables us to be who we are in God's presence. And I'm so encouraged at um, the story of new life, restoration, renewal that God has done here. The, the fruit of the gospel is so... Um, it's, it's, we're, we are eating of the good fruit that God has um, borne in your life, Robin, and it is such a privilege to be able to... And again, to tap into the prayer um, thing, I know that Robin prays and prays for our church. Um, and through all of that, there has been much prayer into, that, into, the, into the wedding of your son um, as a community and to see the fruit of the gospel taking root and new life and restoration and what God is bringing back together and healing is just powerful. Um, and, and we want that for all of us, God to be restoring and renewing and, and, and healing things in our lives. So thank you for that testimony. Beautiful. Maybe we've got time for one, one more, and then uh, we do have Car Park Church next week, and we can share more around tables together. And Mel, on your melon. Um, uh, I don't want to share because I knew I'd be a mess, but... Um, I just felt I had to um, honour God and his family um, for not just being church, but for being, yeah, f through this church I've um, made friends who are like family mm -hmm. and this community is more than just pew sitters. They're people who will be there for you on your toughest days. Um, Anyone's been there, you know, hardest year of my life. I'm so grateful for all the people here who've checked in, who've made meals, who've loved my family. And I think, um, you know, it's what those letters are about is, you know, real community, which is hard to find. Um, and I know that, you know, a lot of people that are in my life outside of this church don't have that in their world, that they don't have people who are there in the mess, in the trenches. They're, um, yeah, there for the good times, but they're not really ready for the 
bigger or heavier answers when they're asked, how are you? And it's messy and it's not pretty and it's hard. Um, so I just, you know, being a part of this community for, I don't know, 18 years more recently and more than that when I was little. Um, and I'm just really grateful for the legacy of this church to stick it out, to be beside each other in the good times and the bad. Um, to, yeah, it's not just about the highlights reel or the um, small talk, um, and it's not just talking the talk, it's actually walking the walk. And I really see faith and deeds hand in hand here um, in our community. And so I just feel, you know, really lucky to be here, to be a part, have been a part of this family for so long and the longevity of the friendships and relationships that have carried me and my family through. Um, and yeah, it's really special and rare. So thank you for being real um, and for the ability to be, yeah, um, just myself and to, yeah, be there no matter what. So. Beautiful. Thanks, Mel. And I think what you described is um, so true of who you are, Mel. You, you have modelled the way in everything that you just described for um, so many other people um, in the midst of their hard times and their hardest years. Um, and so as a family, it's been, um, in what has been so difficult for you, it's a privilege to be able to be your family um, through these times um, as well, um, and it's, an, it's a gift to be able to do so for one another, um, and what, what makes that easy is f because of people like you who model that, the faith and the deeds, who, who marry together not just words of love but action of love um, that wrap a community and hold a community together in the difficult times. So thank you for modelling that um, over 18 years of being part of this community um, because we together set culture and you have done that so beautifully for so many years um, so thank you, Mel, and Maddie as well. Yeah, guys, bless you. Um, what a powerful time of testimony. And, and perhaps you're kind of sitting here going, Dave, why, haven't we, why aren't we preaching the word at the moment? Um, <clears throat> the way I see it is these stories are testimonies of what God has done through his word among us over this year. God's word forms us. Whenever we open the scriptures, and we have done that week in and week out, and God, by his power of his Holy Spirit, has shaped us by his word and the testimonies that we are sharing last week and this week and around tables over breakfast next week are the direct result of the transformative work of the Holy Spirit as His Word has gone out into our hearts, whether it's been in life groups, in conversations, um, on a Sunday from, from up the front here. Um, this is testimony of the power of God's work at, uh, among us. Um, and so be encouraged. I know it's different and it's like, is this real church? Yeah, it is. Um, hearing the stories of God at work, um, giving testimony to His power in real life, um, because that's where it matters. You know, we can come together and do this, which is wonderful and great. And let's, as, the, as the writer of Hebrews says, let's not give up meeting together. Uh, more and more as the day approaches, let's continue to be faithful in our gathering. Um, but what, where, this, where the rubber hits the road is in how this all translates to our everyday lives following Jesus in a really difficult time where culture wants to push and sway and toss and turn and 
put the pressure and pinch on us that we remain faithful as a community to God and to one another and to His Word. And I'm seeing and hearing so much beautiful fruit of that. So be encouraged this morning. I hope it's been encouraging. And um, if you've got more stories to tell, find someone and tell it this morning or hold on to it till next week. Go and grab a coffee because we're going to finish up there um, this morning and grab your kids if you need to get them out of program. But thank you for sharing, for everyone who's shared, um, for anyone who hasn't and wants to. There's still opportunity um, week in, week out to share testimony of God's goodness. Um, So let me pray and we'll head on out. Father, thank you that you have been so present in our words that have been seasoned with um, the, the, the gentleness of your spirit this morning. Father, you have highlighted to us the beauty of your kingdom here among us. Father, this is a glimpse of heaven on earth. Father, this is what it is like, people gathering together to encourage each other, call out the best in one another, to bless and praise your name. And Father, I thank you that through our stories and through our letters and through our worship this morning, your name has been blessed, that your word has gone forward and our hearts have been changed um, in some way, shape or form because of your goodness and your kindness here this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank you for the coffee we're about to receive. Amen.